Welcome to the 2017 Halloween Horror Season at Films and Swearing. You're listening to episode 158. Get out. Get that fuck out of my house. Ah, it's quite an aggressive introduction, eh? Aye. I'm your host, Stuart Sutherland. Joining me across the room, Michael Christie. Joining us across the internet, Andrew Walker. Yay, he's back. <laughs> uh, then one of those, he's, he's not been away like fiddling kids or nothing. Oh, no, no, he's not been in exile. No famous. <laughs> not enough for anyone to care about your molestation. No. Uh, so I, uh, Films and Swearing, episode 158. Get out. That was like almost like a... Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was going to say like Yoda. The, uh, shit. Nah, nah, no Yoda. Aye. Out, get. Fuck up. Oh. Pack up your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Ah. Yeah, I got that look from Michael where just like I, I tell him, like, I was I was going to make a fart joke and I just felt really inappropriate. I was like, I was just about to tell him the tuck shop was shut. I got like that look where the bottom jaw went slack and I was about to get punched in the puss. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. Motherfucker, you see this bottle of water? See how hard I've been trying? Aye. That's it. Um, so aye, that's got fuck all to do with today's episode. Yeah. But we're all here, and we're ready to end the Halloween season. Aye, it's been extensive. Yes, aye. Not by choice. Are you meaning the fact that it's done us about eight weeks to do four episodes? Yeah. Aye. But... Yeah, we're there. We're here. We're in like the the most recent decade of our horror films. Mm-hmm. Uh, finishing it with Jordan. I was just about to get, aye, Jordan Peele. Aye, aye. I was just I was, for some reason I thought I was going to mash up the names of Key and Peele and get it wrong. Yeah. But thankfully I'm not that retarded. Yeah. Um. Quiet to you. Now let's get the questions at the road to now. I think we should. We've got a few questions sent to us today. Again, just to kind of warm our vocal cords before we get to the main meat of the show. So, our first one, Mike, you suggested this one over the weekend. What is a beloved horror film uh, that, that I guess, hate, that we hate, or yeah, you individually? Like, how, like, oh, all cunt loves Halloween. I don't. Yeah, so we want, we want to find Fuck out. you, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to find out what, what each of us secretly hates and see if it is actually surprising to any of us. So Mike, go on, you go first. Uh, go and tell us a horror film that you don't like. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, I could see that now that I've seen it myself. Any particular reason? I just... Like, like what I said at the podcast at the start of the season, and I, I found it boring, like, I didn't like any of the, like, the young cast and all, I just mm-hmm. thought there was no, like, standout characters, and I, obviously, we seen it, what, 20, 20, 30 years after it came out, and mm-hmm. we can kind of see where, why, like, why it got banned, yes. but it didn't impact me. Aye. Like, like, same way, like, that, like, that's just, like, I've only ever really seen it from once. And I still, I didn't understand why folk 
like were like doing shit with it and all that. Aye. Well, that's, like, I've still not seen that film myself, but I do feel maybe when I do see it and by the time I finish, I'll be like, oh well, that's it. I doubt it's going to be like, holy, like my world's changed and yeah. my mind shattered. Mm. Um, Andy, do you have a, a beloved horror film that you didn't give a toss about? Mine's was going to be the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as well. Oh no! <laughs> I fucking hate it. It was so fucking boring. Ah, uh, I found it boring as well. Mm. Oh, that's how I felt. The ones that it's so easy to get away. Hmm. That's the funny thing where I think now that I've seen obviously this, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then the like the follow up, like the sequel. Like I feel like they righted so many wrongs by doing the sequel. Like, uh, the fact is that, right, okay, we are a horror film, let's get bloody, let's do this, let's be silly, have a little bit of comedy in it, but let's be gory. Mm. It's like, it's, it's kind of showed all what I felt the first one missed. Yeah. And, well, they had reasons for all that, like the famous trivia saying they wanted to get it released as a PG. Yeah. The most traumatic PG, if, if ever released. Yeah, if you're an eyeball porn, eh? <laughs> and fucking freaky families mm. mm-hmm. and some lovely furniture made out of bones yeah aye uh, for me I mean I thought the obvious answer would have been like the Saw franchise ah. like that's one that I always feel that there is a big audience for it out there but I just really I felt like it was like too much too often because it was every Halloween there was another aye, one. but surely like, like the first one. I did like the first one. The first one was good. Aye. First the first one, one didn't feel like a horror. That felt like a like a, aye, a thriller aye. suspense because you had like your Danny Glover and there was like cops pursuing trying to find this person that was locked up by Jigsaw. Yeah. Then the other ones just sort of looked like this, like fucking splatter porn. Like let's aye, make it like bloody. Aye, and, like every year it's like oh let's come up with like, the most like fucked up trap we can think of. Aye, let's put bear traps in fox heads, let's rip open rib cages. Yeah. Like, they were just trying to push them. To be fair, I thought, I, I thought that franchise dipped after the third one. Right. I thought the second one was pretty solid. The third one wasn't it too bad. There was a couple of like genius fucking traps and mm. I, but then I just found it dipped. Like, I watched number six last month on Netflix. Fucking hated it. Mm. How far did they get before they stopped? Because obviously Jigsaws just came out. Uh, the but last was it eight? Was seven. Nah. Alright, so Jigsaws, sort of like year number eight. Yeah. But I guess that's an origin, I'd imagine. Yeah, uh, I don't know what the new one's like. Uh, the only thing I couldn't remember for the last one was Chester Benton. Yes, uh, he was one of the victims. Aye, uh, he was like a junkie, like glued to a car seat. Aye, aye. Did, did Lincoln Park do anything to the soundtrack? No, I don't think so. Mm. The fact, though, the only thing about this last one as well was the opening trap was fucking genius. Right. But it was um, it was a girl, like, suspended above a circular saw. Mm-hmm. And there was her boyfriend and the guy she was cheating with. Right. And the two of them were having to do summon. Right. Either way, she was like, going to die anyway. Right, okay. But then, other one had to like die as well. Right. And I thought, and it was like, in front of like, a fucking audience, it was inside like a, a shop window. Right, okay. 
Well, that was it. They were always fucking creative with the way they did, like, executions, and there's always where you think it was going one way, and then they fucking switch it. Yeah. Like, they've always thought ahead, or the little jigsaw puppet guy did. Yeah. Um, Another one I've mentioned, uh, which, to be honest, I haven't seen it, so I can't really say I hate it, but, like, the Hellraiser franchise, I'm like, oh, they can never... The reason I've not seen it is because I, I didn't really like the look of it. Like, uh, maybe just the extensive makeup and like it looks freaky as fuck. But uh, I kind of had to enjoy it. I've seen the first two. They're, they're alright. They're, they're quite uncomfortable to watch sort of thing at some bits. Mm-hmm. But I think it's... I reckon like, I see folk talk about it all the time. I just didn't... I'm you, I didn't really see the appeal yet. And they were saying earlier about that fucking box set. Aye, you ever watched any of the, the Hellraiser movies? No, I've never really been interested, to be honest. Aye. Just, I don't know, It was like the one one fucking franchise that I didn't really bother about. I was alright with, right with Realm Street and Friday the 13th and I watched Halloween, but I wasn't interested in Hellraiser. Aye, that always looked like it was the more extreme of it just like uh, of all the fucking the, the, the design of all the uh, the monsters or the whatever that came in yeah. came in the cube or but aye that was always a wee bit much for me okay ready to get to the main meat of the show yeah let's go alright okay that, that, that should be a day out Lisa's on There's no way I could pronounce that when I looked at the title, but... I also think she's saying Operator. <laughs> Siki Lisa Operator. Aye, then. Yeah, I'm fucking right. <laughs> I think I'm right. Aye, we're not. We're probably completely wrong, but... Anyway, what you guns are hearing now is our spoiler warning. Uh, obviously, don't continue to listen to the rest of the episode unless you have seen Get Out. Um... I think I'm going to have to borrow the, like, the DVD for your pal or something because I don't think it's online at the moment. Hey, go watch on Sky if you've got Sky. There you go. Um, Alright, that's a sicky. The reason that's so loud this week is because when I played our uh, music from The Thing over last week's spoiler alert, you only heard it at the start and then you never heard it at all until we turned it off. Yeah. So I thought, right, let's make sure the spoiler alert's nice and loud so all cunt could hear it and let them realise, have I seen Get Out yet? Nah, right, I better not, watch the, better not listen to the rest of the podcast till I have, because I hear the boys are about to get spalls deep in spoiler territory. Did you say spalls deep? Spalls deep. What the hell is spalls? I was thinking of that actor Rafe Spall. He's going to get fucking deep doing in balls about this film. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Aye. Anyway, that's it. That's what happens when Stuart goes off script. So I, balls deep, spoiler territory, yada yada yada, and we're finished with the music. I thought you were going to continue singing it. There's a ah, I'm uh, no, no. Uh, Get out is the directorial debut of Jordan Peele, so his fucking before and after credits is zilch. Cast of Get Out includes Daniel Kaluuya as Chris Washington. Alison Williams is Rose Armitage. Catherine Keener is Missy Armit- Armitage. 
Armitage. Aye. Right again. Aye. What the fuck happened there? Um, Bradley Whitford is Dean Armitage. Caleb Laundry Jones as Jeremy Armitage. Marcus Henderson is Walter. Betty Gabriel is Georgina. Lakeith Stanfield is Andrew Logan King. And Stephen Root is Jim Hudson. Anyone else? Yes. Uh, little Ray Howery is Rod Williams. Alright. T.S. Motherfucking A. That boy. Uh, Mike. Wait, Andy. Andy. Let's throw the bone to you. Tell us what the fuck. What, what the fuck is Get Out or about? Um. So it's a, a young couple, mixed race. I was going to say a black and white couple. <laughs> Vice versa couple. Uh, <laughs> the 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 lassie decides it's time for him to meet her parents. He doesn't want to go. And then the, when they get there, they find out that they're all psycho Nazis and they try to convert a. Uh, Transplant folks' heads into other heads. Shit like that. I get that. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Aye. Do you want to hear what IMDb said? What did they say? It's time for a young African American to meet his white girlfriend's parents for a weekend in their secluded estate in the woods. But before long, the friendly and polite ambience. Will give away to a nightmare. Alright. Sorry, did that spoil it? <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking swapping brains! Nazis! <laughs> I did not see one Nazi in that film. <laughs> they were all Nazis! Well, no, I, I wouldn't say Nazis. Let's get to the main discussion. Uh, Andy, was this your first time watching it? Yeah. Right, that's interesting to know because, like, this film has two different ways, like, watching it for the first time, you get one reaction, then watching it again, it's like, well, you're watching it because you know what's going to happen, until so you pick up so much more yeah. from it. Because watching it the second time, like, for me anyway, was a lot better. Aye. Even, I did like it the first time, but I liked it even more this time. Um, Andy, what did you think of the film? Really good. Oh, it was one of the, one of the better ones I've seen this year. I uh, try to watch. I watch some horror, but no. But this is like right psychological. I like that kind of shit. Aye, aye. It's a total different type of horror. Um, yeah. It's it's not like I was trying to say. Is it in a way like uh, M Night Shyamalan, but but good. Because he tries stuff like that and it doesn't pay off as well as this did. Well, he's earlier. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the film? Um, I um, like, really, really like it. Like, when I seen the trailer for it last year, I was fucking like, mm-hmm. that was me. I was like, right, I really need to see this. But then when I was watching the trailer, I was like, I still, like, it was hard to like describe it to people. Aye. What it was going to be because even like watching it the first time I still couldn't really figure what I was watching so when I watched it last night I kind of picked up a lot more on it aye and there's a few bits in the film that I now understand why like why they had that reaction why there was that reaction 
Yeah, aye. So, because I've seen it the second time, I think I'm actually going to be crediting it as, and maybe in my top ten for the year, I think. No, oh, aye. I was right that you mentioned, like, the, the trailer, because the weird thing about it is, like, the, the, the way to describe it is, that why is it uncomfortable to watch? Well, it's, it's like a, a, it's solely because it's a black guy going to stay with a white family and then just that social uncomfortable element for him. Yeah. Like, the fact that the only black people he sees are, are help, are aid, like, folk doing the gardening, folk serving, like, and they address that themselves, it's like, yeah, it looks shady, it's like, white family, black servants, is this fucking roots? No. Um, they, they address all these fucking issues in the film, which is spot on, and the way they handle it, because obviously race plays a huge part in this fucking film. Yeah. And it's hard not to talk about it without saying, well, th- that is what, I, for us, white men, we can't imagine, like, this is us getting a glimpse of what it's like for them in these situations, like, being the only black guy at a party. Yeah. Like, that, that uncomfortableness, uh, social awkwardness. And how fucking white people sort of perceive them, even though it's it's a, like a almost like a comical over the top way, like on the, like the day like the silent auction, yeah. And folks want to see his golf swing, they want to squeeze his arms, and and now you just realise they're just fucking they're just like having a look at what they're bidding for. They're they're yeah. checking out like the fucking the, the, the prize cow that they plan yeah. on buying and taking for themselves. So. Because when you watch it, you just for the first time, you just imagine like every white person in this film is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> you just wonder is this what this is what black people think of us? That we're just fucking weird robots? Because that's what it feels like. It's like ro- like they act like robots. Yeah, because like, they come across as like 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 almost like like too friendly. <clears throat> like, like especially like the old guy when he comes there and talking about the golf. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, ah, it's like, let's let's see a swing. Aye, and then he's quite serious about it, and it's just like like the heavy set white dude is like, black like blacks in in style. Like you're a creepy blacks guy. Aye, you're. Oh him son, you've had too much to drink. <laughs> like, that's that's a strange thing to say to a black dude. Um, maybe we should talk about the girl. Aye. The attractive bait that's put out to lure all black men and women into this yeah. this fucking psycho family. Yeah, it's almost like a like almost like a Jekyll and Hyde like personality. Yeah. Ah, she played it well. Mm. Like, obviously, like the 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 first scene that of hers that I really particularly liked was when they were driving there and they get. No, they don't get pulled over, but they hit the deer. Yeah. And the cops asking the questions. Uh, and then he just goes over to Chris. Like, Let's see your ID. I and it's like, ah, like, he was driving. Ah, just the whole uncomfortableness. Like, it just made you look like, like it made the cop to be, like, he looked racist. Yeah. He, that was like, uh, what to me felt like a racist thing to do was, like, he was just passing in the car. But I'm going to check you anyway. Yeah. Nah, you, you didn't need to so like, do that. When I first watched it, I 
had like a thought in my head that can he was like part of the like community, like the policeman. Mm-hmm. And, I, and then when I watched that again, and I seen her saying, can, doesn't he need? I realised that was her. Can, like, cover up. Because I, obviously if he had got a copy of his, uh, like, she's like basically like cutting like any, like any ties, like, 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 no, like, no leaving like a paper trail sort of thing. Yes. Like I, she's no, yeah. so like he's like, like no one in the system. Exactly. Made him uncomfortable enough just to leave them alone. Aye. And not snoop into like the names and then, I was like, wait a second, I saw her with another black guy a fortnight ago. What happened to him? Yeah. Um, Andy, is there any memorable scenes with Rose that you want to talk about? It was a bit with the reveal where the, oh, it's mainly where the guy goes into the closet. Oh, with the, the box of photos. Aye, I, I was expecting her to be in on it, but I thought it was going to be a, where the mum had hypnotised her to do it. Yes. But I didn't think she was going to be like straight up psycho bitch. Aye, um, aye, just out there as bait. And then just, and it's a commitment because they were four months into the relationship before she took him home. Yeah. So some work yeah. got put into that. Uh, and with the amount of forties, she looks like she obviously strings in, I think, maybe uh, three to four fuck a year. Like, and that was a lot uh, of photos. It was a bit later on when she was sitting eating her cereal. That was fucking she was, creepy. Like, she was shopping on the fucking. Fucking I Google Images, my fucking next catch. I uh, listening to Dirty Dancing and eating cereal the wrong way, drinking right. milk, crunching cereal. Aye, uh, with her hair tied back, she looked like a fucking dead ringer for Jared Leto. All of a sudden, uh, like she just had like <laughs> the fucking psycho. She may as well had damage tattooed across her forehead, and she could have played the Joker, like. She just looked un- like unsettling. Like when she's fucking normal and dating him, like of course she comes across as really attractive. But just like hair tied back, fucking white turtleneck, crunching cereal. Like, yeah. no, she's fucking scary. Tell you actually who I thought was fucking really creepy in the film was brother. Aye, I I like his fucking technique. Like how they have different ways of gathering, let's say, their victims. She she goes yeah. for the better way, dates them, brings them into this parent trap. Whereas he's driving about in the fucking sports car, playing run rabbit, run rabbit, going about with the fucking the knight's helmet on. Yeah, that's a wee bit unsettling, likes. Because <laughs> like the dude at the very start of the film yeah, is in the, it's in the same like. Neighbourhood. Yes, like, he gets fucking lifted. And, obviously, I think he turns out to be the guy that you find later on. Where Chris goes up to him at the auction and says, Oh, it's, it's cool to see another brother here. Yeah. And the guy's like, Oh, yes, of course. And it, it's, I love how unsettling the, the, the way people talk. Yeah. And you realise it's, it's because it's an old white dude in this black guy's body. And he's like, Oh, yes, I am. I'm the black guy. Of course, yes, brother. Let me hold your hand when we tried to bump fists. Aye, right. shakes it. Aye. <laughs> so, I love 
like just like how we got to see him as he was going for the neighbourhood and he's like, this is not fucking happening to me. And he's trying to run away and just the fucking brother jumps out of the bushes and fucking strangles him. Uh. Because that's it. He he seems like like a more feral aspect to it. Like uh. when he was talking at the dinner table when they're all drunk and he's like, man, do you like MMA? And uh. he was sizing them up, feeling his shoulders. He likes the fucking tackle and like restrain the folk. Uh. Like it's sport to him. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? No, like, did the brother come across as if, like, he was, like, fucking half his face on coke or something? There looked like there was some yeah. substance abuse was, issues. Because, like, every time he finished a sentence, it was, <clears throat> like, always sniffling that. Man, right, that's no just and because he's fucking, on red it was, wine. It was that horrible tash as well. And, like, the wiry, long, ginger ponytail. Yeah. Aye. Because they did say he was sort of like the wild child that they're trying to rein in, and now he's trying to follow his father's footsteps. Yeah. Aye. What about the parents? Like, the the fucking, the hip father figure. Yeah. No, no, just the hip father. Um, Where he comes across as like, trying to be the cool dad, and... I'm trying to play even cooler because it's like a black guy uh. and it's just total cringe worthy for the daughter. But mm. but you see that that's what it could be like. Exactly, that's... Like somebody who doesn't interact with black folks. Aye, how do you react when your daughter brings one home? Yeah. As a, as a fucking right. partner, so... Mm. And I guess that's it, it just kind of, it, it shows it to like a foreign audience, like a white audience, the, to people like us that this is probably what it's like for a lot of black folk going through this. Um, But to be honest, one of the scenes I love the most out of this film is like the reveal of the silent auction. Uh, Like the film's got a great uh, soundtrack to it where it's just like orchestra music. Ah, and it's like the violin. Ah, and it's like these these deep bass notes where it's just going, Uh, and it's like, where you do see folk with the bingo cards and you're just wondering and then it just cuts to him at the altar and it's got the fucking portrait of Chris in uh, the frame uh, and you're like, holy fuck, they're bidding for people. They're bidding for people. Like, yeah. what the fuck are they going to do? And Rodney at this, oh no, Rod at this stage is like, sex slaves. They're sex slaves. They're buying them. They're fucking washing <laughs> their brains and then they make them sex slaves. And yeah. like, to some level, that's what he kind of thought like, he makes it comedic, but I do think, at first, they are being kidnapped and hypnotised, and then they're just having their minds erased, like, uh, Logan, um, but it's no until it goes fucking, I think if it jumps the shark, but it goes to the next level. It's not hypnosis, it's fucking brain transplants. Yeah. That's what I fucking love about it. Like, the fact that it, it basically had the balls to go that far. Yeah. Like, because it sounds like ridiculous on paper, but uh, just watching it, it it just makes it's it's fucking brilliant. It's just like I love that they've went this far with it because they could have just went fast hypnosis. Like the mum's hypnosis, all the scenes regarding that was scary enough. Aye, uh, like that shit with the the teacup and sunken place. Aye, uh, that was fucking like the way they filmed that was amazing. Uh, like. Because that's the poor cunt was just want to smoke a fag outside, and then he's got fucking grandpa running at him, uh. like a fucking <laughs> bullet train, only just to go fucking sharp right and bugger off. Like 
Like, what the fuck is going on? He expected half a dozen clansmen to chase, like, fucking behind him with burning torches, but no. I, I think it was maybe because he thought he was trying to do a runner. Hmm. It's like, don't you... Or that boy really didn't want him to smoke a fag. Mm. <laughs> it's like, no, it's bad for you. You're ruining your body. We need it. But let's... Do you have any scene, like, anything you want to talk about the father? Well, see when... When she, like, brings him home and that, and she... Is the dad introduced as, like, a doctor or something? He's a neuroscientist. Ah, aye, aye, yes, aye. Neurosurgeon, sorry. That's it. Aye. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't think of how much other scenes he really gets where like he's providently uh, about him. Uh, Do we just talk about the mother? Ah, cause oh, she, she, had, she, she had made a, a bigger role sort of thing. Eh? Like, you never really see much of the dad in the film. Didn't Aye, she's the, I think she's the worst one. Out of it, like, like the most sinister one. What she does, like, with her hypnosis, like, as we said just before, like that scene where he comes back in for smoking a fag, and she's sitting on the chair waiting for him in the dark, and she she does she sort of tricks him into like a therapy session, and he's sitting there on the couch and he's like, wait, am I? Like he he knows what he's just walked into, and she cuts him off. And start fucking probing him about his tragic backstory, which was um, hey, his mum dying. Yes, I and and she starts fucking poking in his brain, and the whole like I love the the touch of that the whole thing with the teacup, and yeah. it, it's like a sound. It's like it's all triggered on the sound of the spoon going around the fucking the mug or the cup of tea. The yeah. If he had to live with that after this, he would be fucked if he come to Scotland. Uh, Mal, a cup of teas that get made up here, that boy would be falling all over the shop. Be like, ah, oh, fuck, Chris is narcoleptic or narcoleptic. He's just fucking dropping left, right, and centre every time the kettle goes off. <laughs> he wouldn't do well here at all. Did Did any of you recognise her? I've seen her in someone. Ah, I've. I, um, I didn't actually. Yes, she's. Yeah. Uh, she's the person that steals Steve Carell's virginity. Is she in now? Not all the have been, but I'm. Aye, but that forty-year-old virgin is like her biggest role to me, anyway. That uh, I know her from, because a lot of times, like, my reaction was like, "She's gone old." I'm like, how do I kin her? And that was it. She was the fucking person that. Uh, 40 year old I always got her mixed up with the mum for Step Brothers ah right wait is she Susan Sarandon nah nah who's she again I can't mind can't mind Andy mother from Step Brothers oh what's her name yeah I don't know you want me to check like (laughs) hi Uh, the one thing I'll actually like, really enjoy about this film is like the fucking music. Right. Like we were talking about earlier. Like, mm-hmm. like, it, you can see that it kind of borrowed it for like Psycho. It, with, like, the violins and all that. Aye, it, it has a horror movie soundtrack where it is just unsettling yeah. orchestra music. And it, like, I mean, it, it worked well. Like, add intention to scenes that have nothing absolutely scary about them 
Yeah. Like where if it's just tracking shots of the house, things like that, it's no scary. But with that music playing under it, it it does it sets you on edge. Yeah, like the one the bit that caught me off guard when I first watched it was when Chris was outside and I smoked, and he turns and looks up and it's the the maid. Oh, she's like looking like out the window, but I think it must be like a like a reflecting. Aye, she's like, looking at her reflection. Aye, mm-hmm. and like, it's just like that kind of like high pitched. Aye, and it's like, this, uh, that's the same thing when the fucking granddad's running him, and it's like this like really quick violin. Yeah, and then it just makes a wee like fucking swear when he turns. Aye, aye, music to this the film is actually really fucking good and put to good use. Like it's not just like a song playing in the backgrounds. Yeah, like it is a fucking key element to this film. But, um, Are you ready for that name? Yeah. <laughs> Mary Steenburgen. Ah, oh, fuck me. That's not a name I could think of at all. Uh, the only thing I recognise she was in was Back to the Future 3. Oh, she's the one that was going out with Doc. Doc. Aye. Uh, um, right, let's talk about the fucking the, the comedy, the comedic relief of this film. Rod. The fucking stoner best pal, or or is it a cousin? That's his best pal, I think. Aye, like he was funny as fuck. I was glad he was in this because it it mixes it up. Aye, like it's it's an unsettling, weird film, and then just to have like that fucking cutaway to phone your pal, and he's just like, "I told you not to go to the fucking white people's house." Yeah. Like just it, it just it, it makes it funny. It's, it's just another fucking bonus to this yeah, film. It's when he goes, then he goes to like, the police to like report they're missing and all that. Oh, that scene is fucking brilliant. <laughs> and the fucking woman is like dead serious, uh, and he explains it to him, and it's like, like now I work in TSA. We probably had the same fucking training. We're good. Like when I was doing my good uh, my investigation. And she's like, right, okay, give me a minute. And she comes back and he's got the two other detectives Aye. and he's telling the same story again and he's more exaggerated. But he's like, and I tell them, they're, they're brainwashing black people and turning them into sex slaves. And he's just getting all really mad and he's fucking waving his arms about, and all these nodding nods start fucking laughing at him. Aye. It's so destroying. Like, he really thought he was getting somewhere. Aye. And they're like, Rod from TSA. Like, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> Aye. You know what scene that with him that I really fucking liked was, of course, when he's continuing his investigation and he decides to phone Rose. Aye. And she picks up and she's like, Chris? And she's playing the act. She's like, her character's perfect. Like, she's yeah. got that act to a T and she's playing him and it's like, wait, um, give me a second. And he's like, right, I'm going to record this bitch. Aye, he puts her up home and it's like, oh, you're going to catch me, you stupid bitch. Aye, and he, he's... So fucking excited about it. And then he's like, now, what? No, he said something like... Puts on a loudspeaker and he records uh, the And then he just starts out, because he was talking about like what cab company, and she couldn't figure it out. And he's like, right, no, I need this on tape. And it's just when he comes back, and said, now, like, Rod, you know the reason you phoned us, because you really want to fuck me. And he's like, what? <laughs> no, no! And he hangs up. And he's like, oh, you psycho bitch, you're good, you're good. Oh, fuck, you got my head. Like it was, it was really like her acting and the fact that 
She's that fucking sharp, and it catches him off guard. Yeah. And he doesn't click until he's fucking hung up, and he's like, "Oh, you!" And oh, I fucking love Rod in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andy, good. I was gonna say, what do you like about him? But he's only really got like a handful of scenes. Yeah. Like he jumps in about three or four times at most. Yeah. Um, it's just his comedy. The comedy relief in it, it just kind of cuts the tension. Oh, aye, definitely. And it gives you a break for the pure fear. Yes. Again, this this fear of this poor cunt being surrounded by all this bizarre white power. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I did take a note of what did we think of the twist. I, I, we've kind of spoke about it already, but it's... Mike, what did you, how did you... What with the like, like switching brains and stuff? Aye, when it it revealed that they're going that fucking far with it. Aye, because I like generally thought that it was just people that were being like hypnotized and brainwashed and all that. But then because they were actually legitimately fucking swamped. When he brains, wakes up in the fucking room with the TV set. Aye, with the fucking blind guy. Aye. Um. And I was like, fucking, that's quite out there. Aye, because that's like a like a mad theory. Like, like it sounds almost cartoony. The fact is, ah, oh, they're they're fucking brain transplant. It's like, ah, oh, they talk pish. But just the way they fucking they talk about it, like the way they they break it down, and you've got the instructional video from the granddads, yeah, uh, yeah, who's just talking them through it. It's like, like it is. This film is like. The film's got a fucking pair of balls on it, mm. like to take it that far and not come off looking fucking stupid. Yeah, like it's not as if it's uh, M Night Shyamalan and the only way you could fucking save, like the only way they could save the day is by having the director write himself into the fucking movie to solve it. Cause what film was that? Was it the Lady in the Lake or Lady in the Water? And they oh. needed the help of a writer. And M. Night Shyamalan just happened to be that writer. Oh, what? And he's like, wait, you wrote yourself into the movie as a hero? Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, on, if it'd been M. Night fucking Shyamalan or whatever fucking you pronounce his name, it would have been straight up brainwashing. It probably would have been because, let's be honest, he's not that good a director, I don't think. Well, he, he's getting a little bit more credit nowadays with like things like Split. Ah, like and... Split was pretty good. Mm. But I think it's, I didn't think he would have went into that extra depth with the whole kind of like fucking um, like switching brains and stuff. Eh? Aye, aye. Because well, that that happens so late into the film. Like, yeah, because also like you got the bit at the dinner party when he like took the photo. Uh, what's his name? Oh, it's a Logan, and it 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 kind of like reboots some almost. Aye. And yeah. the fucking, the real guy gets out for a second and he just fucking screams at him to get out. Yeah, and it's like the nosebleed and all that. Yeah, aye, and well, that was it. Like, Stephen Root's character explains it perfectly. It's like, when they do the brain transplant, they have to leave a wee bit of you in there for, like, the part that's connected to, like, the spine and all that. Like, they can't whip that part out because it's not going to work. So there's always going to be, like, that 10% of the original you stuck in the sunken place. And obviously something like a camera flash is enough to fucking knock out the host and then let the fucking real person inside out for a fucking millisecond. 
Yeah. I love like it's got that much detail put into it where it almost makes sense. Yeah. Where it's almost as if it, it it's like a legitimate thing now. Like it's almost something that could happen in science. Yeah. I thought um when I was watching the film and stuff, uh like the first hour, hour and fifteen, let's see when they're going to leave. And then it's about the car keys and you see like the brother coming out with the is it the wee fucking the lacrosse catcher Aye. thing and that and then you see the mum and the dad that I got kind of made an unsettling feel when the uh, Rose like, picks up the keys. Aye, because she plays it that well. Yeah. Like, Andy, when you were watching it, when she yeah. was doing the shit with the keys, was that pretty obvious that, well, obviously you, you knew at that point she was in on it, but the whole yeah. thing that she was just stalling them. Like, well, or did you think legitimately she was... couldn't find her keys to begin with? I was still kind of on the fence. I was still kind of thinking she was maybe hypnotised as well. Yeah. At that point. And then when she went fucking sociopathic, just kind of switched. Aye, that's a, that's a brilliant little switch because she's she's almost going hysterical and Chris is going fucking mental. He's like, find the keys! Find the keys! And he's fucking, like, he's freaking out. He needs to get out. His phone's dead. Like... He knows he's in fucking trouble, and she's just panic, panic, and then just switches like, yeah, you know, we can't let you out now. Yeah. Like it is a, just a complete like a fucking snake shedding its skin, just switches, and they're like, uh-huh. oh no, nah, you're everyone's there, and ruins you. You're taking what to do, and fucking mummy just fucking hits the teacup, and that's it, mm. boom, out, and it's just that brilliant effect again of just him falling away, like you're almost. Like, well, it's from the look of his eyes. Like, it's almost like he's looking at a television screen, yeah. but everyone's looking down on him, and it's just like it's the dad and the son carrying the body mm. to the fucking basement. But I, the fucking the sunk the whole thing just where he's just it looks like he's just falling through space. Yeah, like one hundred percent completely helpless. Like that's, it's just fucking brilliant wee thing like just just to fucking show how fucking like how the people caught in a situation yeah. are fucked until Chris manages to find a way yeah I fucking quite a ingenious way in aye blocking it mm-hmm. because that's when you find yourself fucking strapped to a fucking chair and find out that you've got to cut your fucking brain out and get to some old white dudes aye. well and that's the other way about that's what I was like reading about how like all the racial undertones with the film and stuff. Like when the, the dad was talking about like when he was like when he was like referring to Chris as like kind of like, like my man. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be happy, it was him kind of saying like like you are mine. Ah, like right. the whole like black and white thing like in the early days. And uh, it's just kind of, what we're saying like kind of how ironic that it's actually a black man picking cotton. Oh, when he's, right. like, scratching the fucking Aye. thing. Okay. Shit, I, I would never have thought of that, but I guess there's something like that. So it could be subtle undertones. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was quite a, like, a daring escape as well with the fucking, what was it, like a... I look like a... Like a bowl, like a bowl, like a bowling ball. Like, Aye, it almost looked like 
Yeah, yeah, like a croquet. Aye. Croquet, aye. Aye, because it was when he was fucking decking the pillar, like the Sundi hit, like, like the fucking... The first one. The squealing like, Sundi made when he got hit the first time. Yeah. And then, oh, fucking knocked him out, clearly, with the second one. And you were giving the impression he was fucked, like the the dark pools of blood. Aye. And then we thought, right, that's him out. But... For the fucking dad to get the horns. Aye, with this. The fucking deer. And yeah. Which is quite poetic since he was fucking referring to deer as like rats at the beginning of the film. Yeah. It was like the fucking poetic justice that it was the fucking deer that gets him. Yeah. <clears throat> and I, there was like, I was quite glad like when he gets upstairs and the fucking, like they make the mad dash for the teacup and he just fucking smashes it. Aye. Like, ah, oh, what now, bitch? What now? Yeah. I was really just waiting for her just to run to a cabinet and grab another fucking mug. Like, no, my weakness, tea. Yeah. And that's him. He stabbed her, eh? Aye, like a letter opener or something. Aye. Stabs the him in the hand. Stabs him in the hand. Aye. And then he just turns his hand and hits her in the face. Like, in the eyes. Aye. Aye. Aye, that's it. And, and like, why all this shit's fucking happening, eh? Fucking... Rose is like upstairs in a bedroom fucking window shopping. Ah, exactly, uh, listening to fucking Dirty Dancing. With a deconstructed bowl of cereal. Yep. It's funny that she didn't hear any of that going on, but I wasn't until he was outside with a car. Aye. That she twigged. Especially, especially the fact... She was, aye. That's music. Exactly, but I thought, like... Derek and, like, I thought she would have even not heard the sound of the car either. Yeah. But I guess well, the fact that he also uh, accidentally was burning down the house too. Yeah, aye. not uh, the dad over the... Ah, the, the, the ceremonial candles aye. in the operating room. That was a silly thing to do. Let's have yeah. candles in there. Um, But I, like, as you've seen, like, the fucking house was starting to fog up. And when he was just about to leave, that's when the fucking brother comes back for the dead. Aye. And starts and trying to choke him aye, out. He fucking gets... Aye, it's when he's... That's quite a clever thing as well, though. When With he's, the like, trying to the door. Open, aye, he's trying to open the door and all that. He gets him into, like, a rhythm. Aye. And on the third attempt, he just... It's just natural for him to kick it. Let aye. alone not expect getting fucking stabbed with a fucking letter opener. Aye. Aye, that was a good touch. And then... Pretty much just gets his fucking head caved in. Aye, aye, that's it. He just. Well, I thought that was a reference to when he was going on about jujitsu, <coughs> saying that it's all in a mind, it's all in your mind. It's aye, like a chase. I picked that up as well. Game mm. Where you have to think of four moves ahead. Aye, right. Fucking you boys are fucking far more switched on than me. Uh. I was just sitting as aye, fucking get, get, fuck at that boy. Aye, there you go. Uh, and just he's <laughs> ready to fucking drive out of roses there with a fucking rifle. Aye, because he drives off and he fucking hits Gran. He hits... Aye, he feel, hits Gran. He aye. feels kind of sorry. And he gets that flashback where he's he's thinking the whole shit about like what happened to him before. Like, he's going to like freeze on the spot. And he's like, no, don't do this, don't do this. And he just thinks to take her away. And that's they leave it so fucking late to re- have that reveal that as Gran and Grandad is the fucking the, the black hell. And... Because Rose comes out with a rifle and he's like, he's got grandma. And then fucking tells like, go get him, granddad. Then Aye. fucking the black bullet train Aye, runs up. Like, it's like, uh, what's his name? Forrest Gump. 
Usain Bolt. Ah, Usain Bolt. Aye. Just kind of fucking fires in. And what's the flash that fucking resets him? Did he just use his phone on him? Grabbed his phone to the foot of Aye. Because the lads, at least he knows that's how you, you could fucking stop them. Yeah. And that was enough for him to fucking realise, let's shoot the bitch that done that to me. Yeah. And let's just fucking shoot myself to get out of it. Yeah. Although I was... It was kind of like maniacal as well when he was driving and fucking grandma wakes up when he's driving. Aye. And because that's like, you ruined everything. You ruined my house. Uh. Aye. Because you're burning down fucking granny's house. And that's it. Because you didn't get to see those fucking scars to quite late on. Like, till that fucking scene, like her wig comes off and you just see the fucking, uh. the big scar for where they've swapped the fucking brain of old granny uh. Armitage into... Was, was her name like Bianca or something? Uh, so, it was it was a clever wee fucking end, because it almost goes down the fuck it almost goes up shit creek, the fact that Rose is there with a rifle, lying there bleeding out, Chris is just fucking choking life at her, and all you just see is like the fucking the the, the lights from the siren of a police car is like, how the fuck does this look? Black guy's choking a white girl who's been shot. Oh, no, like, you're just thinking, Sorry. like, oh, it's all Black Lives Matter. He's, oh, this is all these flashbacks. Like, he's fucked on another level now. You, they take in what this boy's been through. Exactly. He's like, he went through all the shit to get here. Oh, he's fucked. Oh, don't end it on this note. And it's not until you see the fucking, like, the emblem or the coat of arms on the side of the car door. And it says the fucking airport security. And fucking Rod's driven all the way into the fucking suburbs with the works car. <laughs> that was brilliant, because she had that fucking reveal as well, because she was hamming it up. She was like, officer, like, she was properly playing the victim, and then she realised, oh, it's his fucking idiot friend. Mm. It was gonna... that fucking evil grin she gave him when he was choking her. Aye, she was no fucking, like, remorseful at all. Like, mm. that was a sinister fucking smile. Aye, she's she's very unsettling. Aye. Alright guys, um do we got anything else to say about this? Aye, um what do you think is would the aftermath of the film be like? Like if this was a real life situation how the next day, what would you think would happen? Um like if it if it went public, like if news or like, or just in Chris himself. Because I'd imagine it'd end up being a fucking cover-up. Like, it's... The Armitage family just seems to be sort of like... Uh, I was going to say a cog in the machine, but they seem to be like the essential cog. Like, they're the people that's doing the transplants. And yeah. obviously, all the people that attend the auction are like clients. So there's a lot of folk out there that are already that know about this fucking secret agreement of abducting black people and getting transplanted into their bodies. Mm. So I think in what power they have to cover it up, because it, it, it's obviously widespread, all these guests coming from afar to the Armitage, so it, nah, they can. I just think that she would survive. Uh, well, sure. we're left, obviously... Assume that she's probably going to bleed to death. Yes, like on the side of the road because the cops might show up because he didn't make one call and he couldn't really. That's when he hit the grant and 
the end of the call. Uh, like, police would have, well, fire and fire brigade would show up because the fucking house is burning down. Yeah. But by the time they all show up, it's probably too late to save Rose. Yeah. No, because you can get shot in the stomach and, la- and, and like, live for, like, 48 hours afterwards. Right, oh, okay. It's that long for you to bleed out. Aye. I, I just want the simple ending, Andy. I just wanted to bleed out in the roads. I don't want... Uh, oh, I'm trying try to give him a, a fucking option to make a sequel. Well... All right. I thought you mean you want to give a reason see, for Chris to fear the rest of his days. See, if, um, if they do make a sequel... I fucking hope that if they do decide that Rose is alive, mm-hmm. to keep it the fuck out of the trailers. Ah, it's like a, a uh, big fucking Jenny reveal. Aye. She just, she's in a fucking chair and she's just a bit, I was going to say disgruntled, like, obviously nothing fucking I was going to say, face, what but... could be an interesting idea is years down the line, Chris has settled in, but it's Rose's brain. Oh, in somebody else's body because Aye. she was fucking dying. Aye. That's now, it. Who would do Standby that? surgeons. They'd have to have, like, fucking... Uh, fucking skill seekers or, coming to the Armitage or, house. Or it could be Rod dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And Rod finds himself in the same situation, picks up a bird, finds out the mum's... Oh, even to go near a white chick. That's it. <laughs> no, no, he knows all these stories. He... I know, I know, but what if it's a black lassie, but it's the black dad. Yep. But the white mum and the white mum is Rose. Ah, he would just be, he'd be out, like, just, you know him. Yeah. Aye. I did like his fucking speech at the very beginning of the film, like he was getting shit for frisking old grannies at the airport. Aye, aye, aye. And he says, you know the next 9-11 happened, it's got to be one of those geriatric fucks. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mike, you got any trivia for us? Um, aye, let me put my... I saw it, it was a, one of the big parts of trivia I noticed was um, the opening scenes, like, uh, I was reading this, like, almost like a... It's kind of like an homage to, like, Halloween. All right, well, like... like the quiet suburban, like, white neighbourhood and all yeah, that. Yeah, aye, aye. Um... That's it. You see, like all those uh, houses, like the tall hedges. Yeah. Like, that that all fucking screams Halloween because all those iconic shots of like Michael Myers standing out from behind one of the tall hedges. Yeah. Um, John Peel's come out and said that can a lot of his influences in the film is behind films like um, Rosemary's Baby, right? Uh, Psycho, Halloween, stuff like that. Um. Originally, he was wanting to cast Eddie Murphy as Chris, but decided against it because Eddie Murphy is old as fuck. Yes, aye. Like, <laughs> shouldn't, like, aye, if you're wanting to make this film in, in the fucking 80s, but... It's like the old cunts are like, oh, do I want an extra five years? Mm-hmm. They're only five years older than the cunt they're trying to steal. Uh, um, as well... It's probably noticeable that most of Rod's jokes and one-liners were like ad-libbed. Oh, he looked like he was a law in himself. Yeah. Um, there was I was reading about the alternative ending that I talked about, and apparently, um, 
John Peel was wanting to go with another more downbeat ending where right. um, it was the police were there and uh, they ended up shooting Chris. Okay. And obviously fucking like Rose got away and all that. And they just chuck a gun down at his hand. He's like, oh, I fired first. That <laughs> uh, was shit reminds me of like a, one of those early Family Guy episodes where there is, I think if it's like Stan has like a police truck and uh, Cleveland's there and then all these robot arms come out and they spray him in the face and they drop a gun at his feet and they all start saying all this shit like, oh, he's armed, he's armed. And the, the fucking robot's just framing him for a crime just because he's there. Uh, it makes me think of that. Um, and then also we're talking about like the, also like the racial undertones and all that and like uh, obviously how like racism is like a big factor in the film and they did actually bring up the thing about like the cotton pitting mm. and how ironic it was and the how the white man's obsession with Tiger Woods mm. Mm. when he was talking about golf and all that aye like I just that was aye, it. like Tiger's like, uh, like the best one I've ever seen and I know him yeah I like I should have more credit with black people yeah. I'm friends with one yeah. I would have voted for Obama again if I could. <laughs> like, I just like, they're all just trying to get brownie points. Yeah. I was fully expecting him to fucking take off his jacket and he had a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> and I love, like, how the most relaxed person there was Stephen Root's character. Yeah. The blind guy. Um, but he, he, I think he knew the fact that he was, he was black, but he was like... Yeah, just so relaxed about it. he was not there fucking feeling his body but he, he says it all in the end when he's there he's like I want your eyes man yeah. I want those eyes Um, that's basically the first time that Stephen Ritz played a blind man alright he played a blind man in Old Brother Where Art Thou ah. I've never never seen it so I saw it once but can't mind him the only times I ever fucking mind is Stephen Root and stuff is um. He was in Red State, he played the... He, he was, was he a guy that was getting blown in a cop car? Aye, he was the sheriff. Aye, guy. getting blown, and then... He was in, um, what's it called, Dodgeball? Aye, he played uh, the fucking geeky one that had the male order bride. Aye. 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 He's always one of these cunts that's always just been there. He played... He was in fucking... Oh, Jersey Girl with Ben Affleck, he played... Oh, is he one of Carlin's friends? Aye. Like, he had a couple of cronies. Yeah, aye, aye. Aye. Aye, it's good when you see folk like him in films. Like, aye. they're always still there. It's sort of like your Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. It's always... I was reading he was in a, a no, Country, no Country for Old Men as well, but I can't... That's still a film that I've only watched once. I've just never went back to it. Aye. Mm. I'd, I'd wonder if he was, like, one of the guys that Javier Bardem, like... When he's at gas stations doing the coin toss. I wonder uh, if Stephen Root's maybe one of the guys behind the counter. Uh, but that'd be... And again. It has uh, been a fucking age since I've seen that film. Uh, but I always remember him fucking Red State. Aye. Uh, when, he, uh, when he fucks up everything. He's just like... He is a bit of a bumbling fool. Because... Uh, well, that's it. He's fucking second to big old John Goodman. Yeah. Who's... Aye. Anyway... Save Red State for another time. That's something we've not touched yet. Oh. Um, right. 
budget and box office, Get Out was made uh, on the budget of $4.5 million. That's, uh, That's not too bad. Exactly. Um, and and I, I made me in that bar because I, I one of the travel notes was actually that John Peel was the swimming in the pool first, of money. Ah, <laughs> he was apparently he's the first African American director to make a hundred million. Okay, so right, you've got that in your head. A hundred million has been made, but all together worldwide, I probably made about maybe three hundred maybe. Andy, what's your uh... guess? I'd probably go 150. Oh, that's just hit in the middle. 253 million dollars. So, worldwide. Aye, worldwide. So bad for five million. That's bad. Aye, quarter of a billion. Yeah. Raked in. So that is 175 million domestic and 77 million in the foreign market. Hmm. So a nice wee return for a fucking something that only costs you 4.5. Yeah. So I'd imagine they'll be like, make more. Like, so the studio is like, make more. Because I think it's rumoured that he's got four ideas for horror films. Uh, well, he's, he's he wrote a, series, a TV series based in the 70s about catching Nazis. Okay. He's, just, he's still waiting for it to get picked up by a, a company. Mm-hmm. A it's, studio. It's weird because you think, you'd imagine he'd be getting a lot of stuff greenlit now. Mm. Like, because this film is, I feel it has been a big deal and it's been a fucking huge success. So I imagine studios would be well interested in what he's wanting to make. Yeah. Especially if he's making something for like a modest budget and get a huge return out of it. Fucking easy deal. Um, Amazon one star reviews. Out of the 635 reviews it got, uh, there's 31. One star reviews. I have I've just chosen three because a lot of them were just shit reviews. It was like a lot of one word like disappointing, shit, horrible, like disappointing, disappointing, disappointing. <laughs> so the best I've taken from it is our first one, horrible, horrible, by Digzy D. Uh, not in. Not impressed was no warning that it was a horror. We do not like horror movies. <laughs> the, Who the fuck did they know it was a horror film? What did they think it was going to be a romantic comedy? Have they yeah, seen the fucking front cover? Like, <coughs> the front cover screams fucking horror. It's a black man, like, tied to a fucking chair, and it looks almost like he's either ready to bulge his head. That looks funny, dear. Let's watch that one. Ah, I hear that way. Are we fucking scorning some clotted cream? Fuck off. <laughs> uh, our next one. Uh, one star by CCFC. And their one. Get ready for it. Not my cup of tea. Hey. Oh. Fucking burn. Like, oh. I bet they're proud of that one. And... Our, our last one, Awful, by Diane. Not what I expected. It turned out to be a horror film. Disappointed that I spent money on this. I don't really see the story it was trying to tell. Oh my goodness. 
That's a coolest white pair. Going back to the fucking Mike's holding up the like, cover again. And going back to the front cover, like there's like a, a quote at the bottom, and it's like the most enjoyable, uncomfortable horror film ever. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he's not lying. Aye. He's not lying. Do these people just randomly buy DVDs and not actually look into them at all? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've heard somebody say the word get out before. I'm going to buy a film. Aye. I wonder where they go. Hmm. Uh, what's next for the Films and Swear movie podcast? I reckon what is next? Uh, we are now finished our Halloween season. So long, cheerio, goodbye, fucking Vincent Price knockoff guy. Until next year. Um, Andy, we're now coming into we're the home stretch, coming to the end of 2017. For us podcast anyway, I think we've got maybe about five episodes left. So we're going to just kick back and choose just films that we want to talk about. So Andy's got the first shot. Andy. Oh no, they want first shot. All you need to do was choose two films and me and Mike yep. will choose one to do our podcast on next. No, you did. Andy. I, gi- uh-huh. I was going to say, I gave you two things to do the day. <laughs> Answers for questions and choose two films. I guess you've done one, so I can't really be that angry. Hello. So, um, hey. all right, hey, Mike. Okay, all right, now you want to fucking do it. Eh, hey, what, what was the films? Braveheart and Rocky Five. Rocky Five. Wait, wait, Rocky Five? <laughs> I'll, Rocky. Take, I'll, I'll, I'll take Rocky Five, aye. I know, I've That's the, the shit one. Put the box set there. Eh? <laughs> That's the shit one. <laughs> you could have at least picked four or three. Aye. Or, or even Balboa. Five. No. five. Fucking five. Tommy Gun. Five. That's not even got cool robots in it. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even got fucking James Brown in it. Aye. The black guy singing in the ring when Apollo Creed's there. Ah, right, aye. Uh, when did he fucking fight? That's Jack. no fucking Dolph Lundgren either. What the fuck? Aye. We've just missed it when Harp's on fire. Oh, Andy. I suppose it's better okay, than sitting. I'm changing the Rocky one altogether. No Rocky because you're a greeting face bastard. I know, I'm digging it. it. You're going to make it worse now. It's going to be like Jaws yeah, 4. The Jaws Revenge. Jaws 4? I think there's four Jaws as is. Casino. Oh. Okay. I'd rather watch Casino than Braveheart. Yeah, they're equal length. Ah, they are just a bit as long, so when it comes to that, I'd probably watch Casino first. I watch Casino, I haven't seen it in a while. Okay. And that's it, Andy, that means uh, Braveheart will go on to the Twitter poll for week four. Yeah. So, obviously, next week when we do our Casino episode, Mike will get to choose to, well, go get to reveal two films to me and you, and we'll choose. Or we'll... What's going to happen if we fucking disagree like we always do? Uh, well, I guess, Daddy Ken will let Mike get the deciding vote. Aye, that's fine. I've already got one of my films picked up. Aye, and then I'll do my choice last, and then the, the three rejected choices will then go into our Twitter poll for the fourth week. And then once we've done yeah. that, that's us onto our final episode of the year, the fucking Christmas films of 2017 discussion. 
Yeah. Where if I can put a nice bow in 2017 and hope no one else has been molested. <laughs> well, nobody's died yet. Aye. Like, nobody's died in November. Mm-hmm. But I suppose, I, I think you would rather he die. He says that next week we've got like fucking five shout outs to all these famous cunts that have died. I suppose you would rather die than be done for fucking diddling kids. Eh? Oh, see, that's it. You could still die and get caught out. Jimmy Savile. Yeah, no, that's not gonna, that's not gonna affect him, though, is it? No, no. Nah. But I was fucking waiting on Bruce Forsyth getting outed as well, dude. Oh, not Bruce. I thought Jeremy Beadle. Jeremy Beadle. And we fucking <laughs> told totally... ah, he he's stayed, he's stayed in. Ah, he's totally gimpy hand. Hello. Oh. <laughs> I think <didn't> what was <laughs> worse about Jeremy Beadle or your impression of Jeremy Beadle <laughs> as Mister Bean. <laughs> Okay, um, if you want to know anything more about us, filmsofswearing.com for links to our podcast, social media, and fucking reviews. Uh, our review of Animal Factory will be up this week, because that comes out on DVD and Blu-ray next week. And then look forward to our review of fucking British crime thriller starring Michael Caine, Pulp. Is this a new one? Um, it's one of those the fucking like get Carter like oh, old right. school oh, Michael right. Caine oh, right. British crime flicks that's another one I've got sent to me this week so I'll hear you deeks it there you are spoiled I am spoiled with it's just I need to like when they all come through it's like, oh this is great and it's like shit I need to fucking put the hours in to get these watched save the special features and then put that to fucking yeah. I like, put that to paper but that's never paper it into a word document. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, fucking, I, like, it was after like ten days, and I've only managed like three films that I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch so much more. Yeah, I got caught up in other shit. That is the worst of it. Like when you have time off and you have so much planned, and then time's up, and you've just watched Ninja Turtles three times, and like, ah, fuck. Is that enough to make a cat greet? Fucking shut up, you possessed wee cunt. <laughs> Your cat is the poltergeist. Your cat just looks at you and goes, Get out. <laughs> I'm taking the cat's advice. Get my coat on. Cheerio. Uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, shout out to Stu, Kenny and Carol and all our listeners for tuning in. Letting us fill your lugs. But it's now that time of the week. Of the night. Uh, for us to pull out. And if we learn one thing from today's episode, Michael Christie. It is... Rose lights, chocolate penis. <laughs> Aye. Well. Because I couldn't say she likes to dip in the chocolate because she doesn't have a dick. Mm-hmm. If it was a black guy. I, for some reason, I'm just thinking it's like to catch a predator, but to catch a black guy with Rose Armitage. I've just thought, you think Rose got that, the black guy for a ground guy? Aye. <laughs> to be a <laughs> she could... uh, That's it. No, like, she wouldn't have had to fucking shag them. Kids, what it looks like that they do it's her granddad. Aye, that's it. Well, there's unless the fucking grandson, but she definitely fucked the the woman because they had that photo of them cuddling in amongst the shoebox of photos. So she definitely uh, fucking uh, had a relationship with Gran. Oh no! Like just yeah. like bringing her home. What do you think, Gran? Oh, she's fucking perfect. I've always wanted to be a slender black woman. <laughs> Like, what do you mean? And just hit her over the head with... <laughs> and yeah, we thought the Sawyer family protected Chainsaw was fucked up, eh? 
Aye. <laughs> Fucking white I'm people. Hey, more good rub that fucking teacup for a minute. I'd have to go to sleep so I can use his body for something. Uh, <laughs> the boy's body sitting there twitching on the floor, the blood coming at his nose, and she's just riding away. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like that bit of a clerks. Oh, fucking riding the dead guy. <laughs> He was the oh, fucking best. He let me do all the work and never said a thing. Ugh. <sighs> Fuck off and tune in next week. If you dare. <laughs> 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 <laughs>